solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talking news podcast. I am John Summer Sports Guy Hickman, one half of the duo host, here to tell you about the Peacock and Williamson podcast before we jump into the Texas news. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On Peacocks and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game team and move around the league get your picks previews and much more every weekday with the peacock and williamson podcast part of the locked on podcast network subscribe wherever you get your podcast i am one half of the duo cannot do this show by myself wouldn't dare thinking about doing the show by myself as well cody davis <laughs> welcome in before we get into the rundown and i know that's very important mm-hmm. i gotta ask you mm-hmm. how has the experience Experience of being at training camp from day one been for you and, and, and just bringing it back to the show it just been for you overall? I've been enjoying it mainly because I'm getting an opportunity to see what is going on outside of the Deshaun Watson drama. Ever since the start of training camp last week, the number one story surrounding the Texans is Deshaun Watson showed up for camp. Deshaun Watson is playing a scout safety. Deshaun Watson isn't participating in on-field activities. And now Deshaun Watson has a quote-unquote foot injury and has not taken part in any type of padded practice. However, with me being there, I'm able to separate the Deshaun Watson nonsense to what is actually going on on the football field because at the end of the day, That is what matters the most when you talk about the Texans is what is going on during training camp with this organization from a team that nobody is expecting nothing much from for this upcoming 2021 season. I get an opportunity to see what is going on beyond the Deshaun Watson headlines. And on today's installment of Locked On Texans, I want to take a look at three players who is actually putting together a really good training camp and making their case to either A, be a part of this 53-man roster moving forward, or B, having an opportunity to not only establish themselves within the Texans' depth chart, but also be a really good, a really solid, a really reliable player for this organization for this upcoming season. And the three guys that I want to highlight today is wide receiver Chris Moore, linebacker Kristen Kersey, and cornerback Keon Crossan. And I want to get this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans kicked off by taking a look at Chris Moore. And John and listeners, coming into training camp, I think we all can agree that Moore is one of the players that mm, is a little bit on the bubble of making this 53-man roster. Because this wide receiver core might be one of the biggest competitions that the Texans actually have throughout this training camp. And it's going to be very interesting to see how the Texans revamp this wide receiving core for this upcoming season. Because without a doubt, Brandon Cooks is still this team's number one receiver. But then there's like this two-way tie between who's going to come in at number two. Nico Collins or Chris Conley and then after those two guys you have Andre Roberts but when I take a look at Chris Moore I'm looking at a guy who has put together a very well training camp he's going out there making plays and on Tuesday I want to bring this up he had one of if not 
the best highlight of the day because he had an opportunity to record not one, but two great passes on Bradley Roby, who is without a doubt the Texans' best cornerback. Moore is putting together a very well training camp, and he's going out there and showcasing the fact that, hey, I might be a guy who might be on the bubble making his 53-man roster, but I'm going to make it hard to cut me. And every time I take a look at Moore every single day at practice, I think to myself, his biggest attribute that he can bring to this team is his versatility he is someone that can line up as the texan z receiver and he is also someone that you can also line up in the slot depending on your matchup which i do believe that is going to play into consideration of whether or not chris moore make this team you know your praise for chris moore is is i think is you know you're there you're seeing him play with the different quarterbacks davis mills tyrod taylor making plays and that's great for houston because they're going to need a depth chart for this wide receiver unit. But I still think Moore is on the, the cusp of not sticking around. Houston has around 11 receivers, okay? They're not going to keep near 11. I can see them keeping about six or seven receivers and maybe keeping one on the practice squad just in case something happens, they can bring one up. When I look at this wide receiver depth chart, even with Chris Moore having a good camp, you got to ask yourself, Looking at Isaiah Kohler, he's also having a good camp, showing off some of the things that we wanted to see out of him last year, didn't get the opportunity to do so due to everything that took place. And I got to tell you that, you know, we're going to go back and forth all we want, Cody. Who's going to make it? Who's not going to make it? The first round of cuts will start happening after this first preseason game. I can see a situation where both of those guys don't make it. Uh, I also can see a situation where Isaiah gets it over, I mean, I'm sorry, not Conley, over more due to his age him being young and, and i think a little bit faster but to your point what more brings he has played in the offense with who this this team is so connected we forget we don't even put the dots together he's played in the offense where andy bischoff coached the baltimore ravens tight end and don't forget david cully he was also and a david receiver cully coach. was there and i think there's a connection between why mark ingram is gonna may start the season as rb1 or he's gonna get bulk of the carries at least when we're going to, what we're going to see out of preseason, the first game. So that may be a saving grace for a player like Moore because the familiarity between the head coach and another position coach could give him a boost over other guys. Chris Moore, best year, he recorded nearly 250 yards. And to your point, this was back in 2017. To your point, Cody, he can play some slot. He can play a little bit of outside receiver. So he is versatile in that sense, but I, I got to wonder if he's a player just worth keeping around for a franchise that is going through a rebuilding phase. And you kind of already know what you're going to get out of him, right? I don't think he'd be in Houston if it wasn't for the connection to David Cully, you know, just to be completely honest. And so overall, he's still young, 28 years old, only been in the league. Uh, four total years, didn't play last year due to COVID concerns. Last time we saw him play, only played and uh, he played in 14 games, only had three receptions with five targets. But, you know, before that, with the Baltimore Ravens in 2018, 25 targets and 19 catches. I just think those targets can eventually go to somebody else. And John, I'm glad that you brought up the fact that he actually has a connection with members of the Texans coaching staff. My next question would be, what does this mean for Kiki QT? Because if you think about it, him and QT, they are 
just about the same player a guy who you're they're not going to be a top two top three receivers on this roster by no means plus just like more you can also line up qt as a z receiver or a slot receiver depending on the matchup i do not see a situation where both of these guys will make the roster and then you also got to take into consideration that qt he doesn't have the connection with nobody on this coaching staff outside of of course tim kelly but two and most importantly he's not one of nick casario's guys and this is part of the reason why i think him being in bill o'brien's doghouse for so long will come back and him. bite him in yes. the butt because it's going to hinder him and yeah but i gotta say the thing about qt is he is just a better talent he is a better he's talent a better but talent once and it's again, gonna be important for a few a few receivers you know cody mm-hmm. i hate to cut you off i'm sorry it's gonna be important for a few receivers to show why they should be around on this roster for the regular season and actually get playing time when i look at chris moore when i look at coulter when i look at qt when I look at a player like Jordan Veasley and Alex Erickson, this preseason game, especially the first two, are going to be very important for them because I think we can lock in. We're gonna knock, we're gonna lock in Nico, right? Oh, he's most locked definitely. In. We're gonna lock in Brandon Cooks. He's locked in. We're gonna lock in. We're gonna lock in Anthony Miller. He's locked in. Andre Roberts is gonna be locked in because he's gonna play the the return specialist position. Mm-hmm. So he's locked in in that aspect. Uh, and then we're going to lock in Chris County. That's four receivers that their primary job is going to be playing the wide receiver position. So they're going to need a fifth receiver. I still think QT is too talented of a receiver. And I believe that with Randall Cobb gone, he should be the fifth receiver. Now, he's not a lock-in. It's going to be up to him to go out there and make plays, not just routine plays, but – for an offense who we believe is going to be led by the running game and going to be very controlled so there won't be too many opportunities for the offense to give the ball away, right, for these for the ground game to be as good as what I think it can be, you know, they're not going to be looking for a lot of three to four receiver sets. I don't think so. I could be wrong. And with that being said, he's going to really have to come out there and shine. He's been shining. He's been having a good camp. The problem is he's in a position where two or three or four other receivers in, and they don't really need you. And more so, him and Cola, they weren't brought in by nobody in this team. They were brought in by the last general manager head coach. So they can easily say, well, that's not our guy. And as talented as QT is, and he's very talented, I remember watching that boy play at Texas Tech, man. That boy... He got some talent, and I would really love to see him up north in the AFC East, but I don't want to get into that. But as talented as he is, I mean, you ain't got no ties to anybody on this team. Well, that being said, Cody, I got I to I gotta say this. If it comes down to more QT or, or Coulter, I'm going with QT, man, because I think he can do a little bit a little bit more damage to defenses than those other two guys. And for Isaiah, he's just in a bad spot all the way around because we'll have nothing to go off of. There's no resume for the NFL to go off of to make his make his case outside of training camp, which he didn't get last year. So he's getting training camp this year. And he, what else he didn't get last year? A preseason. He's going to get that this year. He's going to have to stand out as well. I also think QT may make the team because – you know, Andre Roberts is going to be the return specialist. They're going to need a, another guy back there. 
And I think that's where QT can also get some playing time in as well. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost 353 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and it does not require a membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and continuing here with this latest installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to continue our theme for today, which is sharing light on players that you're not really hearing about because they are having a pretty good training camp. And as we move along, I'm going to flip over to the defensive side of the ball, and I want to talk about Christian Kersey. When the Texans signed him, I knew that he was going to improve the Texans linebacking core, especially considering that they had to give up Terrell Adams. And we all know how great Terrell Adams was playing alongside Zach Cunningham throughout the 2020 season. And one of the things I always heard about Kersey was that he's a linebacker who excels in pass coverage. And we all know how terrible the Texans defense was all all around, no matter if it was pad coverage or run defense. The you Texans I, defense. I hate to cut y'all bad, but you know what I love about us? We are not afraid to say how things really were. You have to. That defense pass-wise <laughs> was garbage last year. It which was is why terrible. Kersey getting added to this roster in the offseason was very important. Yeah, and you know, and for you listeners out there, so I, just throwing a number of how bad the Texans defense was in their pass coverage, they gave up an average of 256 yards per game last year. And yes, majority of that does fall on the secondary, but the linebacking core, there was a no-show as well. Adding Christian Kersey into this linebacking group would definitely improve the Texans' pass coverage on the defensive side of the ball because now you have a guy who, who is going out there and he's not afraid to make plays on the ball. I have watched this man ever since the first day of training camp last Wednesday. I have watched this man record pass deflection after pass deflection. And if I'm not mistaken, I do believe he is one of the handful of players who did get an opportunity to get their hands on an interception or two. I love the addition of Christian Kersey 
for this team, the linebacking group, since day one, I thought this team needed to shake up at that linebacking group. They were so used to using linebackers in various ways, which is what's expected when you run a 3-4 defense. But now that they're switching over to, I think at least for Houston's case, a more traditional, simple defense that will help them in the long run, they're going to need a linebacker like Christian Kersey because, you know, he's very versatile. Okay, he's decent in the run. He can he can he can cover that pass, which is something that his line the linebacker next to him, Zach Cunningham, is actually you know opposite. Zach Cunningham is great in the run, but he's not that good in the pass coverage game. And athletic as Cunningham is, that has been, at least in my opinion, I think that has been an area of his game that has needed the most work. With Lovey Smith, I think we're going to see a difference as well. I think you know, I think. Adding a coach with his with his caliber and kind of simplifying things for him will also help to what we're going to see out of it. I think I think Cunningham is going to have a good year, but back to Kersey, you know, I, I think there'll be a very good combination for one another, a good complement for one another. One can do really well in the past game, and while the other one can kind of roam through and, and kind of clean up what's going on and, and underneath, you know, get those tackles, uh, which is something that Cunningham has been doing. And also for Kersey, I think that, you know, when we look at what Houston has had here in linebacker, we haven't seen for a while now a linebacker that can really just drop back and make plays. You remember when we had Jaleel Dye here? Oh, you yeah. remember Jaleel Dye eventually started to play the role of a linebacker a little bit because he was so good in coverage as, as you know, having those safety skills, but he wasn't. You know, Gibson and Reed was a very good parent, and I, I've always hated the fact that those two players were not brought back after that Kansas City Chiefs collapse. Because no, we could they, say that for a lot of players. Exactly, and I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to, uh, oh, my gosh, woo, we could say that about a lot of players. I'm not going to hang on that, but that was the last time I can remember a linebacker being able to, you know, be very good in the passing game, and he wasn't even a linebacker. And so the addition of Kirksey, you know, I think will allow Houston to be able to actually throw some extra blitzes out there, you know, get more creative because I think Kirksey is good enough to drop back and handle his own. I, I don't want to see him matched up with, with a slot receiver too many times. I, I definitely don't want to see a bad matchup where he's on A.J. Brown for some reason. You know, you never want to see A.J. Brown or Julio on a linebacker because, you know, that's barbecue chicken all day. Like you, you're seeing the what? What are you really seeing? You mentioned the deflections. You mentioned him getting very active in the passing game. I got a question. What are you seeing outside of the passing game for Kirksey? Well, that actually goes back to what Lovey Smith talked about on yesterday, and that's Christian Kirsty being the quarterback for the defensive side of the ball. He is a vocal leader out there. He's making sure that people are in their right position. He's calling out the plays, and that is something that I'm not too sure the Texans had. Look, I'm pretty sure they had it last year, and of course the last 10 years with J.J. Watt, but he's a defensive lineman. He's a defensive end. You don't want your quarterback of the defense to be someone who nine times out of 10 has their hand down in the dirt because they can't really see what's going on now you have a guy who is standing there in the backfield alongside zach cunningham who by the way i do believe is one of the most 
underrated players in the league, especially heading into this 2021 season. But he's been what, top three or five in tackles the last two years. <laughs> exactly. Didn't make a Pro Bowl or uh, Pro, you know, in either year. But I digress. Hey, you know, here's an idea to play around with. Just thinking the possibility, because now they're going to go to this 4-3 defense, the possibility of Zach Cunningham actually really playing outside linebacker and Kersey playing inside linebacker. He, he, I, you know, what if Lovey Smith plays around with Kersey being more of the Mike and uh, we can look at Cunningham being more of that wheel, you know, the you know, clearing up the weak side. So that is something to look forward to, man. I, you know, Smith, Lovey Smith is in a position where he can do a lot of things because he's going into his first year with a team that expectations are still very lowly. So he can play around a little bit to maximize what he really gets out of this defensive core, man. And I think Cunningham playing more of an outside linebacker role may just be it. And speaking of Lovey Smith just playing around with what he can get out of this defensive role, Lonnie Johnson Jr., he, I've seen him line Johnson up as a blitz safety on several occasions. Now, it's only been two days, so I don't want to dive too much into it. But, John, that is something that I'm definitely going to keep my eye on, especially as we head closer to this first preseason game. Lonnie Johnson Jr. lining up as a blitz safety. And I can see him playing that Jaleel Adai role very well, man. I, I don't think his coverage skills are there just yet. But I think in terms of creating turnovers, if you limit the space that he has to operate in and use him in different ways, he can go out there and cause you a couple of fumbles because he does hit hard. You can go out there, you know, a couple of pass deflections may go his way. You know who Lonnie Johnson reminded me of? Kareem Jackson. It took Kareem a while before he can become the Kareem Jackson that we eventually loved in Houston. It took him a while to get to that point. You know, you have to be utilized right. I don't and I'm know. Not saying, I, I, I don't I'm not know. Saying, That's... No, and I get it. I'm not saying that he will become Kareem Jackson. I'm saying that Kareem used to be sent on blisses all the time. Kareem used to be used, and, you know, the whole nine. I think that should be his role to maximize exactly what uh, he's great at. So, and, and honestly, he got better throughout the year at safety as well. It'll be a win-win I, at least I think so, moving forward. Here are some interesting odds. Will Colin Kaepernick play in the NFL this season? Yes. Plus 1,200. No, minus 5,000. So the Texans need to give him a chance because I would much rather see him than Jeff Driscoll. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Well, i tell you what. Take those odds. If you feel like placing the wager, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. It's a no-brainer. They have awesome prop bets and odds that can really win you some money. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams get ready for the NFL season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. With promo code locked on, Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the NFL does not have to be a guessing game. If, if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag 
wherever you get podcasts. And before we close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans, John, I need to ask you a question. And listeners, let us know how you feel about this on Twitter. What if I told you that Keon Crossan <laughs> might be a reliable cornerback for this upcoming season? You know, I really wouldn't be shocked. I, you know, let, let me say this, man. We've seen players under certain coaches just not, you know, not getting it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, to that point, you know, I'll circle back to Keon, but Vernon Hargraves has looked good in training camp. Am I lying? No, I'm not. Like, VH3, who I thought should be – should have been kicked out of the building at the end of last season, has been looking good. Some players just look good and play better under other coaches, man, and that's just, you know, what it is. Um, those type of players, they just need to be put in a right position to succeed. So I, it wouldn't shock me if Keon is one of those guys. Hey, Bradley Roby is out at least one week. So they're going to they're gonna need somebody to fill voids and holes. And then that person will be expected to be around for the rest of the season. So it wouldn't shock me if Keon is getting some, you know, some playing time week one and then throughout the course of the year if this coaching staff has trust in them. I got to go back and recount just to make sure that I'm putting the actual number out there. The Texans defense, they secondary in general, did not record a turnover during yesterday's training camp, but I believe as of right now, the total of turnovers is up to 13 ever since Friday. And Keon Crossan has at least about two or three of those interceptions. What I like most about Crossan is his physicality. He's making plays on the ball, whether that be with a pass deflection or with an interception. Keon Crossan, to me, looked like he is on the verge of a breakout season. I know he's not going to get the snaps, but, John, to your point, with Vernon Hargraves being out for at least one week, as we all know him and Will Fuller was busted for the PEDs. They were suspended six games, and the last game that he has to serve will be week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> but knowing that I am seeing a better version of Crossing and Vernon Hargraves lets me know that this secondary is going to be much improved in 2021 versus what we saw last season. So when we look at this depth chart for Houston, right, let's go through it at the cornerback position. We're, we're going to look at Terrence Mitchell, Vernon Hargraves, Bradley Roby, Keon Crossing. Desmond Keaton, Tremont Smith, who we're not talking a lot about of. We'll get an opportunity to see, you know, what he's able to do in this preseason game as well. A.J. Moore, Shaheem Carter, and John Reed. I can tell you right now, I don't see John Reed making it, making the squad. John, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, by the way, but majority of those defensive backs that you just ran off, all of them has looked good, especially Carter. I'm going to save Carter for another time. But all of these defensive backs have looked extremely well. Unfortunately, except for John Reed, I agree with you. I don't see him making this team at all. Yeah, and the thing about it is that's good. They're going to need people to play special teams. But when we look at who's going to actually compete, Keon Cross and Vernon Hargraves, Terrence Mitchell, Desmond King will lock up that nickel cornerback, and then he'll get some playing time as the outside corner at time depending on, you know, matchup. Let's take a look at Keon Crossing's snap percentage. He only played 28% of defensive snaps last year. 
Special teams, 59. I can see him hovering around 30 to 35, maybe getting to that 40 range if he's continuously going out there making plays on the defensive end. Plus, he's also a guy that, you know, when, when I just broke down that depth chart, he does have some time in this league over players like a John Reed and Shaheen Carter. So, uh, you know, haven't really heard too much about A.J. Moore. I know you probably have seen more than I have. I think A.J. Moore and Keon Crossing are in that same boat. But Keon has been showing out a little bit more than A.J. Moore, which will earn him some more playing time. I, I hate to be the dead horse. I really do. But you guys have no idea. Maybe you do. I'm not, I'm not trying to question your intelligence. But you guys got to understand how important this preseason is for this team. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Hey, migrate over to Facebook. Like us on Facebook as well. Check out the podcast. Leave a couple of reviews and let us know how we are doing. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guys with two Y's. I'm the guy with the Mike Evans jersey, Bucks jersey on in the Abbey. Not because I'm repping for the Bucks, but because Mike Evans is from Texas. He's a <laughs> Texas boy, and I love my Texas people. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.